relationship with Jesus as well. Amen? Amen. So uh, we're excited for what God is doing. As we are standing, we can go to the word of the Lord today, the book of 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Start reading in verse 1. Amen. And the word of the Lord says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, an house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Anybody desiring that? Amen. Not, he's not talking about a physical house. He's talking about our bodies. Amen. And so if so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. And for we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Amen. I want to preach to you today from this title, uh, Check Engine Light. Check Engine Light. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. The, the one light that gets everybody's attention while you're driving is that check engine light. And if, if, if you don't know what that symbol is and it's on in your car, you need to talk to somebody. Uh, that, that little symbol right there can strike fear into your heart immediately, um, especially when... Uh, you're at high speeds or you're on the interstate or something and all of a sudden lights start coming on and not the blue and reds, uh, that should strike fear as well. But this little light right here on your dash uh, obviously uh, is, is the one light that you really don't want to see come on. And obviously there's so many sensors nowadays in the vehicles that it could be anything that causes this little light to come on. But when it does come on, you need to make sure you pay attention to what it is and, and figure out and find out what that is coming on for. Uh, it could be something small and, and not very important, uh, although it is important enough for cause the light to come on. But it, it can be something that you can get by on or it could be a major issue. And obviously you never know until you pop the hood and you start checking the engine and Take it to somebody who knows what they're doing and uh, can tell you if this is a, a major issue or a minor issue. But uh, regardless, ultimately, we want to get all issues fixed. Uh, that helps take away this, uh, this light uh, that comes on in our cars. And uh, many times, a lot of the uh, a common one is, is the oxygen sensor. Uh, I know from past experience that my engine lights that come on most of the time uh, are this, the oxygen sensor, which uh, is not a, a major issue, but if you don't want that light to come off, you want to get that replaced. But you never really know what it is until uh, you pop the hood and, and check uh, what's going on underneath. Uh, because you can have 
you can have the best kind of car, the best looking car, with the, 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 the shiniest car in town with a, a high gloss wax job and, and all these things, all the bells and whistles that your car looks good. But what good is the car if you go to, to, to turn the key on and nothing happens? Right? As, as, as much as people want to dress up the outside and make the outside good and, and we like that, what's more important is what's under the hood and if that's really working or not. Right? People can spend thousands of dollars on cosmetics and, and make your vehicle uh, look, stand out really from uh, the rest of the cars, which is great. But uh, hopefully people put that much care and attention and money into the action that makes the car run. Uh, because what good is having it, it look nice if, if the radiator goes out on your way to work, right? What good if you have all the stripes and the colors and all those things, and if, you're, if, it, if it breaks down, then uh, you're now all of a sudden you're more focused on what's under the hood than what it looks like, right? And so um, that's why uh, the outside... Uh, can, can, can be scratched up or banged up a little bit, dinged up, and that, that's okay as long as it's running, right? Uh, when we were looking for uh, a new car, new used car for my wife, uh, we found one that, that looked good and appeared good, and we go to check it out, and uh, obviously the body has a little bit of scratches and dings and all those things, and, uh, you know, that obviously stands out the most, and that may deter people and may turn them away from the sale or for buying that. But uh, what I was most concerned about was what is under the hood. What's the, how's, how many miles are on the engine? What, good, what condition? Has it been any wrecks or accidents? Those things. And I can put up with some scratches and dings and, and, and dents. And that's what it, uh, it may, may, may not be the most beautiful car in a row. But, hey, at least it's driving. At least it's moving from point A to point B. That's the purpose of it, right? Uh, as much as we want to drive in style, we just want to make sure that we arrive. Right? Because most important, more better than... Uh, what's better than uh, looking good while you're driving is that you actually get to where you're going. Because in, in my, my life, one of the worst places to ever be is on the side of the road. Right? That's just horrible. Even, even you got the roadside coverage, which is great, but it takes them like three and a half hours to get there. And, you know, you don't want to be there. I don't want to be there on the side of the road for, for 20 minutes. Uh, and so I try to pack my car with as much stuff as I can to, to not be on that side. But when that checking engine light comes on and there's and your car no longer is running, uh, obviously you've got a major issue, and you uh, there's nothing you can do but to sit and wait and, and pray. Uh, but man is focused on the outward appearance of things. And they'll put so much time and energy and effort into doing all of that. Uh, but when the Bible says that God is focused on the inside. God's looking at the heart of the individual. Uh, when they came, when Samuel came to anoint the next king of Israel, uh, the first brother that walked into the room, the oldest, and uh, Samuel even admitted, say, ah, this man, he's the king. He looks like a king. He's, he's built like the king. And, and from the outward appearance, he looks like a king already. I'm getting ready to, to anoint him with oil. But God says, nope, he's not the one. 
and it goes on the line. Okay, okay, maybe the next one, maybe the next one. But finally, uh, Samuel said, is this all your sons? Because God told me to come here. And Jesse said, no, actually, there's one who doesn't look like a king. He's outside. And Samuel said, bring him in here. It's amazing to see how much we put on the outside and God said, hey, I'm only concerned about the inside because it's what's on the inside that matters. And if I can get their heart and get their life ready and turned around, then uh, we can deal with the outside. But the inside can't be fixed as easily. And so what happens is, is we tend to put more emphasis on the looks of things and the cosmetics of things uh, when it's really uh, the engine underneath the hood that really matters the most. I mean, people can spend thousands of dollars. I mean, you see them, uh, people that are, that, are getting, that are aging in life and that are fighting against age and time. And they spend thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to do all kinds of surgeries and, and to, to stretch their skin back and all these things. And then they... And then they come out looking like, man, you shouldn't have done that. I've seen some pictures of people like, man, can you get your money back? I'd much rather look, look like the before picture than what you look like now, right? But they're spending all this money to stretch their skin and, and do all of these things. And what happens the next week your heart gives out, Right? What good is all that working on the outside when the heart goes bad, right? Uh, and so obviously we need to do our best to be presentable. And, uh, but, but again, even uh, the way that an apostolic presents themselves should be different than what the world presents themselves as because we are called to a higher calling, a, a greater purpose. We are called to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and, and, and touch not the unclean thing and to be holy and to dress modestly and look, look like a, a man or woman of God. That's what, who we are called to resemble. Uh, and so that calling is going to look like, make you do things differently than what uh, the world does. Because the holiness to the world is different than the holiness from uh, an apostolic. I don't even think they even know what that word is. Uh, and so we are called to be a holy people, a peculiar people to, to stand out, to be different from the world. It's okay to be different. It's okay if the world calls us strange people. The Bible called us that first. The Bible says we are a peculiar people. We are strange. We need to embrace that language that we are different from the world because God has called us to be different. I don't want to be like the world. I don't want to resemble the world. I don't want to reflect what the world thinks because I know that God is calling me to a higher calling and a better place to be than what this world has given us. And so going through all the efforts to, uh, to, to blend in with the world is really going against what the world, what the word says because it says to come out and to be peculiar, to be a strange person. And uh, all you got to do is to come to an apostolic Pentecostal church and you look around and you, there's some strange people here. I'm okay. I'm okay be called strange. Why? Because I said the Bible already calls us strange people. We are saved from that world of sin. We are saved from the addictions and the drugs and the darkness out there. What more reason do we need to celebrate and to be crazy for Jesus? If they can be crazy out there in the world, we can be crazy for Jesus. 
And not be ashamed about it. Not to be ashamed of the gospel that saved us and gave us this new life. Amen. And set us apart on a, a new course. Amen. And so as much as we want to worry about uh, the outward appearance, we need to do our best. But we need to make sure the, the engine is running and we got the right engine in place. Amen. Amen. If you put up picture number one. Now, uh, this is obviously, it's a peculiar car. Let's just call it that, right? I mean, <laughs> said it's a hybrid. That's, that's funny. I guess hybrids are peculiar looking cars. They are. Uh, and so, this is a unique car. Uh, I don't even know what, what, what kind it is. Obviously, somebody did something to it. This is not a stock uh, car, uh, but it is a peculiar car that uh, somebody got a crazy idea with, and he put this thing together. Uh, now, ladies, if if the man in your life pulls up in this car wanting you to go on a date with him, go ahead and get in the car, because this guy knows what he has, I'm telling you, even though it doesn't look like it. I'm not done explaining the vehicle yet, but he knows what he has. And you just go ahead and get in the car and smile. Because this car, uh, it, it is peculiar, but what makes this car so unique is what is under the hood. Is the engine in this thing. This is a, a, a V12, a, has a Rolls Royce V12 engine, 27 valve like 800 horsepower engine underneath it. Now, if you're guys and you're knowing the cars, you're, you're just, that just got, now you just want the car, right? And all the ladies are like, I ain't going to be found dead in that. And the guy's are like, I'll, I'll be found dead in that. That's okay. Uh, because we understand what's underneath the hood, right? And to better illustrate what exactly is underneath the hood, if you go to picture number two, this is the actual engine that is in that car. This is a World War II fighter jet with a Rolls-Royce V12 engine, 27 valve, that this man took it out of a, a Spitfire or a P-51 Mustang, uh, a fighter pilot jet, and he says, I'm going to put this in a car. And, and so now you can understand, if the guy pulls up in that looking car, you just go ahead and get in it because he knows what he has. It's not what the outside looks like. It's what's underneath the hood. And let me tell you, that is, that is the coolest car ever in my mind. You take a fighter jet and put it into a car. And it's yellow. Okay, there we go. So, uh, miraculously, this, that vehicle uh, went up for auction earlier this year, and it only, surprisingly, in my mind, it only went for 72,000 euros, which, I don't know, is 100,000 maybe, I don't know. I, I would have thought it would go more than that. You're getting a, a, a fighter jet engine uh, that is uh, unique and uh, one of a kind, but to put into, uh, to put into an engine. Uh, into a vehicle, and so uh, 
you're driving down a road and people may point and laugh and give you funny looks, but hey, uh, that's okay. The driver of that car knows what he has and he's not concerned what anybody else is thinking. He knows, hey, I've got the best engine on the road. It may not look like the best car. It's a peculiar car, but hey, the engine is what makes it, uh, the, makes it peculiar and unique and he can, he can beat anybody on the road, I'll tell you that. You got a jet fighter on the road, he's going to beat anybody. Uh, and so uh, we get so caught up with our external appearances and the way that we look, but uh, we have to, I'm here to remind us that what we have on the inside is greater than anything this world has to offer. We have the Holy Ghost. God has given us a spiritual engine that cannot be compared to anything else in this life. And every time something bad happens in our life, you just need to make sure you go and check the, check the engine. Pop the hood and say, oh, remind yourself what it is that we have. We have this uh, treasure in earthen vessels. We have the Holy Ghost inside of us and we may look strange on the outside but hey wait until wait till you get a hold of what the engine has inside of me and that that thing can do anything that no no other car can do and that is available to everybody who wants that see God God has given us the Holy Ghost inside this body that that is is broken down and, and beat up and it's got scratches and dents and the door the door squeaks when it opens and the hinges don't work right that's okay I'm okay hobbling along with that pain and thing because I know what's deep down inside I know what's under the hood and I know that God is gonna what God gave us is gonna get us through whatever we face whatever trial or tribulation comes we have the engine inside of us to get us across the finish line but sometimes we forget what's under the hood and so whenever something happens in our life we need to make sure well, that that check engine light comes on and we need to go pop the hood and remind ourselves hey I got an engine in here that's going to get us through anything nothing's going to stop this thing why because Jesus gave me a fighter jet engine to put inside of this body and if I can do that then I can do anything greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world come on we got a spiritual jet engine inside of us what can the enemy do against us he can't do anything that God cannot take care of and so we have to check the engine every now and again to remind us what exactly that we have while the world likes to drive around and show off their cars we should be happy to drive around in that thing because that's who we are. We are strange people. We look strange. We act differently. I'll tell you why we do that. It's because what's under the hood is a fighter jet engine, and we're not the normal person because God got a hold of us one day at an altar, and we cried out and repented of our sins. And then we were baptized in Jesus' name, and God filled us with the Holy Ghost and gave us an engine swap, and now we're driving around like we're somebody crazy, and that's because... Of what's under the hood. 
And so every time we come here into this place, every time we come and gather together, the devil does not like it when we have a, a church service. We, the devil doesn't like us when we come and, and raise our hands and, and sing praises unto God. Why? Because he wants us the old way, the way we used to be. But I'm not giving up what's under the hood that I can go back out there and look better and look pretty and uh, look all cleaned up. That's okay. I'll, I'll still live my life with the dings and the dents and the, and the squeaky cars and the squeaky wheels as long as I got the engine that Jesus gave me. Amen. As long as I got that spiritual fighter jet inside of me, there's nothing the enemy can do. Because with that engine, Jesus says, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You see, that comes from the engine. That comes from what Jesus gave us. It's not of our own ability. It's not from our car. It's from the engine that he puts inside of us, the fighter jet engine, that we can do whatever God has called us to do, and his engine's going to get us through. Amen. If you... How much money would you be willing to, to pay for an engine that will never break down, that will always be good and get you through any situation, that you never have to worry about the check engine light coming on? How valuable is something like that to never have to worry about, about the engine the rest of your life? That's what the Holy Ghost is inside of us. We don't have to worry about God's part. We just keep trekking along. We keep on fighting, and God's going to get us through because of what is underneath the hood. The Holy Ghost inside of us, the power that he gives us is going to get us through and never fail. Amen. And, and so we, when we came here and we were, we, we were obedient to the word of God and we became born again and, and God put this, this fighter jet engine inside of us, we, it's, like a, it's like a fire shut up in our bones, isn't it? Once that Holy Ghost starts moving in your life, you can't just contain yourself. That's why we look a little crazy. Why? Because that, the engine started firing up. and all. You can't contain all the power that God has, has put inside of us. And so here we are, uh, these, these earthen vessels, these, these bodies, these frail bodies that, that hurt and they, they crick and uh, uh, crank and they... They they twist and crack and they they break down and they they're they're they hurt and they all of these things. But as much as we have to deal with those things, let's not forget what we have on the inside. What is under the hood that we have a we have a fighter jet engine inside of us that's going to get us through whatever God has called us to do? Why would why would God give us an engine like uh, an engine like that and then say, oh sorry, you couldn't make it? Why would God do what he did if he didn't know that we can make it through whatever he's called us to do? No matter how dark it may look ahead, there's going to be a light. There's going to be a door that's going to open that God's going to get his people through. Amen. And uh, the engine inside of us will lead us through that place where God has called us to go. Amen. Our, our carnal body may not be all that great, but it's the engine that really counts. This body and this blood doesn't make us royalty. 
But the Spirit of God inside of us makes us a child of God. It makes us the child of the King. And so one of these days, this old body is going to go away. And uh, uh, Paul talks about it. Behold, I show you a mystery. We, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at that last trump, the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. One of these days we're finally going to get rid of this old body and we're going to get the new one that God has made for us, uh, a much better one and something that is more fitting, something that is uh, something that is desirable, something that can represent the engine that God has given us. One of these days the trumpet's going to sound. And that engine's going to rip out of that car and it's going to go up and it's going to unite with that fighter jet, what it was made for. One of these days, you're going to turn into that fighter jet because that's where the engine belongs inside of that. And you're going to leave that old car behind and you're going to be flying and you're going to be soaring in the, in the skies with Jesus. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They're going to take up wings as of eagle. Amen. We're going to soar uh, like God has called us to be all because of what God has given us, that fighter jet engine. Amen, to get us to where he's called us to be. You see, 2 Corinthians 4 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You see, what we have inside of this frail body is a, is a fighter jet engine uh, that, is, that is much more powerful than this body. Even though we wake up every day, we, we got these vessels that are made of clay and mud. Something that is so fragile and, and brittle, how can it hold on to something that is so precious on the inside? You see, you would think that having such a, a valuable substance... You would want to upgrade the vessel first, right? Uh, and so to make sure that it's going to hold it and protect it and keep it from just tearing the chassis apart and uh, the engine just flies out with, with leaving the body behind. But uh, if you think about it, what the, the, the spirit that spoke these worlds into existence, that's the same spirit that's inside of us, inside these frail uh, bodies of, uh, of mud and clay. Uh, and so... You would think that you would, God, if you're listening, you would think you want to help us upgrade these bodies, right? Uh, but as he told us that there is an upgrade coming one of these days, and we're thankful we can't wait to, 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 to receive that upgrade. But uh, liquid nitrogen is one of the coldest liquids on the earth. Liquid nitrogen is, is a, a, a mere negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit. It's so cold that it freezes anything that it touches. Throw that on something and it's immediately frozen. And this is a substance that you would not want it spilled on you. Whatever it's spilt on is just go ahead and cut it off. You wouldn't even feel it. It's just gone. Uh, this is something that you might want to be kept inside a, a, a vessel that's just not going to break apart and just all this stuff's going to spill on the outside. You don't, 
you don't want your neighbor walking around with liquid nitrogen in his, in his paper coffee cup coming to meet you. You don't want, you want that in some kind of a secure vessel where it's not going to escape and uh, because you know the substance inside can do so much. And as valuable as liquid nitrogen might be, that is something you just don't pour out. But what God has given us, it is more valuable than anything this world has to offer. And he told us that he wants us to pour this thing out. He wants us to get it out. And he wants us to go and plant seeds as, this, as Brother Ramirez talked about this morning. He wants us to bless somebody with the word that God has given us. Uh, and so as valuable as we may think it is to keep it inside, the owner of it says you can go and share that. You can go and pour that out into somebody's life. Uh, there is a woman who came to Jesus who had a valuable substance inside a vessel. And she got criticism for breaking the vessel and spilling out what was on the inside. And, and Mark tells us of this story. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper sat down at meat. And there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, a very precious she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that, uh, th- that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. While they're murmuring against her, Jesus is receiving an anointing upon his life. He's receiving this, this lady is pouring out and, and, and anointing them for burial. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. Even though she had a good substance, a good precious substance that could have been sold for a, a lot of money, she decided that the best thing to do with it was to break open the vessel to break open the box and let that valuable substance pour out and cover the head of Jesus. Because something that is this valuable should not be kept locked up somewhere. It should not be hidden away where nobody knows about it. Uh, this that that car with a jet engine, uh, 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 jet engine inside of it, uh, so unique and so valuable, but yet it's been locked up for so long that no one really knew about it until it finally somebody brought it out to share. Hey, I wanna I wanna share people share this to people, let people know about this, and and maybe get a new owner. And, and whoever bought it, hopefully they don't lock it up and, and keep it hidden away. you got to test drive that thing, right? And so, so the pouring out of this woman's alabaster box and the ointment, that is what we are called to do, to pour it out and to not keep it inside. Because the Bible says, He that believeth on me... Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we have a, a treasure inside of us uh, that is more important than our vessel, more important than our outside. But God wants us to become, to get to the place where we are broken, that we can release what is on the inside and let that flow out and to be a blessing into somebody else. You see, because if, if we become broken... If we become broken in spirit and broken in will and broken in our selfish desires, then what's on the inside then can begin to pour out. 
and to get out into our and to spill over into somebody else's life. So it's going to get out into somebody else if we become broken. It's going to cover somebody else if we become that vessel that says, God, use me to help minister to reach somebody. It's going to be a powerful thing if you get near this car with some with an engine like that and it starts revving up. You're going to feel the power in it. It's going to shake your soul. And that's what God has given us, every single one of us, is he's given us a, a jet fighter engine so that we can do and perform his will. So don't tell me that we can't do it. Don't tell me that we can't make it. Don't tell me that we cannot do what God wants us to do. No, God has empowered us to do exactly what he wants us to do, that we are more than conquerors. Why? Not because of our bodies, because of what is under the hood. We need to make sure that we check what is under the hood every now and again to remind us what exactly it is uh, that we have. Uh, In the kingdom of God, bragging rights are not given to the strongest. Bragging rights are not given to the smartest. Or the one that has got the most diplomas or degrees or who has has the highest education level. Uh, In the kingdom of God, those things don't win awards. Bragging rights go to those that are broken. Bragging rights go to those that bend their knees at the altar. Bragging right goes to those that are weak because they are the ones that are leaning upon God and are saying, God, it's not about me. It's not about my body. It's not about my circumstance. But it's what's on the inside that the engine inside of me is going to get me through whatever it is and whatever your will will be done. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, he says, For we are glad when we are weak. Now, I don't know who he's talking to because I'm not glad when I'm weak, right? Maybe you're glad when you're weak. I feel weak and I feel not glad. So we got to try to figure out what it is, Paul, you're talking about, man, because we are glad when we are weak and and you are strong. You see, our, our... the, the, the body of our vehicle may be weak, but that doesn't mean your engine is weak. Your, your tire may be squiggling and, and, and falling off, but that doesn't mean it's going to mess up your, the engine inside. And so when we are glad when we are weak. Why? Because we are strong. And this also we wish even for your protection that we got to remind ourselves that even though this body and this things going on in our life, our circumstance and our situation, uh, we may feel weak and, and unable to do it. That's okay because we have an engine underneath the hood that's going to get us through this time, get us through this circumstance, and we are strong not because of our abilities, but because of what God has given us, and it's the Holy Ghost inside of us, and so there is a perfecting that takes place when we are weak. There is a perfecting that takes place when we are broken. That's because what's on the inside, the power that's on the inside finally gets to come out and is released and is healed. And the strength on the inside comes out and the peace 
from the Spirit of God is able to come out and manifest itself in our lives. But if, but if we are not weak, if we are being strong in our will and strong in our, in our pride and strong in our determination uh, to do whatever, whatever it is we want to do in our life, then, then that power is constrained on the inside. Because the, only the power of God is going to be released when we confess that we are broken. When we confess that we are weak, when we say we cannot do it any longer, when we're ready to give up and, and our will has died out, that's when the power of God's engine begins to start up in our life. And we all, all of a sudden we realize, hey, I've actually got the engine. I've got the power to make it through this. It's not of my own ability, but what God has given me. Because the psalmist said, Psalm 34, he said, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Aren't you thankful that God comes near whenever we start confessing that we're broken? When we start confessing, God, I, I can't do it on my own. God, I can't make it. I, I, I'm weak, Lord. And uh, that's when God likes to come and to show up and, and to, to turn on the engine in, his, in our life. And, and we get to hear the sound of, 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 of his, his voice. And it gives us that cooling sensation that we know that we are not alone. That we're not stuck on the side of the road because the engine broke down. No, the engine's not going to break down because the engine came from God. And we have a jet fighter engine inside of us. And that's going to get us to where we need to go. We don't have to worry about God. Sometimes we just have to worry about this body. But as long as we can still hobble and we can crawl, we can get to wherever we got to go. The engine's going to give us the power to get there, right? We may not feel like it, but we got to get some power and some fuel from another world to get us through that. And that's where God comes in and, and gives us a helping hand. And so the hardest place to get to is the place where we confess that we need help. That we are broken because that involves us breaking this vessel of who we are, which is a painful thing to do because we have this, this earthen vessel and we know that we have something more that is valuable inside, something more valuable than this body that we are uh, lugging around every single day. But wouldn't it be much easier... If we could just trade in this body, just trade in this flesh for a much better one. One that wasn't corrupted and, and one that is pure and, and righteous and one that reflects the engine that God has given us. Wouldn't it be great to take it down to the shop and say, hey, I'm trading in this car. Go ahead and give me the fighter jet that God has given me and to be able to take off and, and soar with God and, and leave the cares of this world behind. But just because we're, our body is not there yet doesn't mean we don't have the engine from that jet inside of us. No, God is equipped us to do everything that we need to do for him but many times we're we forget about it and we need that check engine light to come on so we can go and look under the hood and say oh yeah I remember now what I have 
See, one of the tactics that the enemy likes to do is to try to confuse us and bog our mind down and oppress us. And so we're not thinking clearly, that our, our minds are not thinking. They're, they're elsewhere because if we're not thinking clearly, if, we're think, if we are thinking clearly, then we're reminded what we have underneath the hood. We're reminded we know when we start the engine up that, man, that thing sounds so nice and that God gave me that. And, but if our mind is not right... We're thinking about other things while we're driving down the road. And we forget what exactly we have inside that is so valuable. Because once we uh, acknowledge and, and realize that we are a child of God, that there's nothing the enemy can do. That the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church. And, and we got to remind ourselves that we are the church. We are the people of God. We are the sons and daughters of the Most High God, the Almighty God. And so as long as we uh, stand boldly declaring that and who we are, knowing who we are, we'll be able to get through whatever it is God is calling us to do. Musicians, if you would come. For we know, our text says, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, and if this body were to dissolve away, that that, that, that fighter jet engine would, would be standing right there. Because that's what's on the inside. We have a, a building of God, a, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And so... Uh, our, our body, as he states, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And if and when this earthen vessel is dissolved or, or destroyed by death that we all have an appointment with, Paul reminds us that on the other side of that, there's another vessel, there's another body waiting for us. There's that airplane, that, that jet airplane waiting for us on the other side. God gave us a deposit. He gave us an advance, uh, an, an advancement on, on what's on the other side. He, he says the jet engine, the, 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 the fighter jet is on the other side, but I'm going to do you a favor. I'll take the engine out of the jet and I'll put it into your body right now so that you can just get a little bit of taste of what is to come. You see, that's how I know heaven is real because God's already given me a little bit of taste of what's on the other side. And so don't let the devil discourage you. We have something powerful on the inside. We've got a jet engine on the inside that we just need to turn it up and crank it. And we need to hit the floor, the pedal to the metal with that thing. And God can really use us in a mighty way if we realize what we have. What a tragedy it is for that car, wherever that car is, to be stuck on a road with a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit when you've got a 1,000-horsepower engine underneath and you've got to go 25. What a tragedy that is, right? But just to think about it, what God has given you and me, what kind of restrictions do we put on that engine in our own mind? What kind of things do we, do we tie down uh, God's will and say, oh, no, God, that can't happen? Or, or we listen to somebody else and say, you're not good enough, or, or you can't handle that. Or all, these, all of these things are, are, are limiters uh, that try to, to drain and, 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 and cap the, the power that God has put inside of us. God uh, gave us gifts without repentance. He says, here you go. Use it to the best of your ability for my kingdom. And so we are often the ones that put limitations and restrictions on what God wants to do in our life. 
When God says, hey, I gave you a, a jet fighter engine, why don't you roar it up? Why don't you redline it? Why don't you burn all the, burn all the gas out driving down the road? They, they said that car gets two miles to the gallon. I, I will drive that. That's okay. I'd be okay with that. Even though we may look peculiar, the world may laugh at us. It's okay. We're the ones that are actually laughing because we know what's under the hood. We know that God is going to call us one day home, and we're going to leave this old world behind, leave this old body behind, and we're going to reunite with Jesus in the sky, and we're going to see him for who he is, and he's going to, hey, here's that body, here's that jet fighter engine, that, that plane that you can finally have now because you've already been playing with the engine for so long, now you can actually connect it and soar. Will you stand with me today? He goes on to say, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that, being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now here is... The problem that some people have that they tend to grab a hold of of this current vessel and they like this vessel more than the vessel that is to come and they spend all their time feeding this flesh and its desires, and what it wants to do, and, and letting this, this vessel dictate to you where to go and what to do. And, but if you're in the right mind and you understand the Word of God, you realize that the, the moaning and groaning that this vessel, this body does and cries out, if we can just persevere, it's nothing to be compared to what is God is waiting for us on the other side. Yeah, it may be painful getting up. Yeah, it may be hard living for God. Yeah, it, it's a struggle sometimes to get through it and, and to make it to church and, and, and to go back and to do it all again. Yeah, it, it's tiresome and it's weak. But, hey, if our mind is in the right place, we got to remind ourselves, yeah, I've got inside, i got a jet engine inside of me. And even though I may not feel like it, it's going to get me to the church. It's going to get me to the house of God. It's going to get me to where God wants me to go. Why? Because I'm not going to let anything take away from what God has given me. Uh, well, we're a fighter jet on the inside. What are this world is going to do? What can they say to us? What God has called us to do. The easiest thing and yet the hardest thing is just to let go and let God take over. To stop trying to drive and, and stop trying to control the thousand the thousand horsepower engine inside your car. The best way to do that is just to, to, to become broken, to, to kneel down, 
and, and prostrate yourself in the presence of God and say, God, I'm tired of trying to hold on to this and trying to steer and do things my own way. The best way that to control, uh, to, to get the most power, to be most effective with an engine like that is to go and hit the autopilot button and let Jesus actually control it. That we become the co-pilot when, when we get an engine like that. I don't want to be responsible for that. I'll let the owner be responsible for that. But we have to listen to what he wants us to do and to be obedient to his word. Uh, but uh, getting to that place is a daily battle. And it's a struggle to wake up and to see uh, things are not happening. And, and you're praying and, and you wake up and there's still things are not fixed. And and the, the problems are still there, and the giant is still there, and the valley, you're still stuck in the valley, and you're still praying and crying out to God. That doesn't mean you need to quit because there's something on the inside that God has given you that's going to get you through that valley. That'll get you through the circumstance if you learn to lean upon him and to trust in him. Why? Because we were made to soar. We were made to fly in the skies with the engine that God has given us and so it may be a struggle sometimes on the ground but know that God has called us to a higher calling and we're not going to be dissuaded. We're not going to be uh, brought off course because we are going to meet him in the air and we got to keep our minds focused on, on his attention on him. And so I don't know what you're going through in your life. I don't know how hard it's been. I know it, it's a struggle sometimes. But I want to remind you, hey, you've got a jet engine underneath the hood. And sometimes you need to go and let that engine light come on and say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for reminding me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this engine that is going to help me get me through. And so whatever it is you're facing, I'm here to tell you, you can do it. With the help of God, you're going to get through it. You're gonna, God's going to bring you through. You're going to be victorious. Why? Because we're a fighter on the inside. We have a fighter jet on the inside. We are made to fight. We are made to war with the spiritual battles, and we are on the winning side. And so we're not going to let the enemy take that away. But I want to open up these altars as a, as a landing zone for those who got the, the jet engines. You're going through a hard try. Maybe you're trying to, maybe you're sputtering. Maybe you don't feel like it. But hey, come down here and begin to spread your wings and, and begin to worship and praise God. And let what's on the inside, let that engine rev up. Let God fill you again and renew you again in the Holy Ghost. And be charged to go out and fight the good fight of faith. Come on, will you come down? Is there something you need from him today? You need a touch from God. He is here. You need a healing. God can heal you today. Come on, we are fighters. We are more than conquerors today. Come on, let's come and give our hearts to him. Let's cry out to him. What is it you need from him? Don't let the devil beat you down any longer. Come on, you're a fighter. You're a fighter pilot. You've got the engine of a jet. We're going to be victorious. We're going to make it. He's given us the power. Rock up. 
soul. You'll be there when she's weak, when she's struggling, God. Yeah. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough when we worship. When we praise and we lift and we glorify your name. You're the healer. You're the deliverer. engine inside of us. We're fighters. We're a fighter, right? Everyone say, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I've got a jet engine fighter inside of me, and we're going to be victorious, amen, and defeat the enemy and be uh, overcomers of what God has given us the power to do so, amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed today in Jesus' name. Let's go and take to the skies, amen. Let's go and fight the good fight of faith with the engine God has given us. Start your engines. Everyone start your engines. All right.
If you have children age 7 to 11, a meeting over here with Sister Kelly Kahn, uh briefly here. Thank you. Don't forget about your bread. Grab some bread and one another prayer cards. Amen. God bless.